Good morning, everybody. Hey now. Folks, welcome to Enough, the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV. Your hosts are here, the Turkey Boys, Ryan Ankner and myself, Scott Sweeney. Hello. How are you? Pretty good. How you doing, Hoops? We're good. What's we, happening? Uh, we took a week off. We're sorry, fans. We're back. Scotty Boy got sick. Yes. We're all excited to uh, get back into it. I f- I don't even have to ask. There's got to be something in that mailbag after this <laughs> this two-week it's, absence. Um, it's very empty. Oh, fuck. I was afraid of this. It's upsetting. Fuck. Every week. Fans, let us know what hacky holiday movies you're watching. Uh, email nice in. Hallmark movie, perhaps? Enoughthepodcast at gmail.com. Let's talk turkey. But yeah, let's get into the news. Got a lot of news yes. since it's been building up. Pete Davidson makes people sign $1 million NDAs to watch him do stand-up. I don't want anyone telling people about my my butt about Ariana Grande's bit or my big dick. Yeah, I don't... Uh, but it's ridiculous. Well, that, the articles are saying that they think that this is going to become like a new trend mm. that everybody starts doing. Yeah, I'm surprised someone bigger than him didn't do this before him. It's like, it's one of those, like, who do you think you are? It's like, what? Who likes him enough where they're like, yeah, I'll sign this? Well, it's not, I don't know how they'd even enforce it. Yeah. Is it to, people are not allowed to talk <laughs> about his shows? Yeah, like, you can't talk about the content of it at all. There's like, to oh, anybody ever. Yeah, there's like a lot of fine print. You read it. I didn't read the thing. Just I read an read article. The article. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. I would love Pete Davidson to take me to court for talking about one of his his bits that he does on stage. I uh, I don't know. I mean, his stand-up, I've only really seen it in roasts. I don't think I've ever finished one of his specials. I watched, he had a Comedy Central special called, like, SMD or something. Woohoo. Kid. That, that stands for suck my dick, Kid. folks. He's gritty and crazy. Him thinking that was so funny to get it on network television. Ha ha ha. But yeah, he just gets way too much action. It's just like ridiculous. We deserve better celebrities and comedians than Pete Davidson. Like, what are we doing out there? Speaking of stand-up comedians, Artie Ooh. Lang uh, was hey, actually kind of like preemptively canceling himself for a bit that he did on his "It's the Whiskey Talking" special, where he says the N-word a bunch of times mm. and is talking about like the difference between N-words and N-words without with an A on the end. And like how it like it was basically I I think he like repurposed the Chris Rock who's who's an actual black person. (laughs) I was just gonna say literally that he's Artie's not very funny. I like him, and he was fine on Howard, and like him being like a big fat mess is great, and I I do like him very much. But his stand up and and his podcasting has never really grabbed me, especially right now. He's one of those comedians who feels the need to like do bits about how you can't do bits anymore. He just gets out there like, you can't talk about anything. It's like, okay, well, just find something to talk about. And <laughs> yeah, lots of it. people are being funny without being racist or homophobic or sexist or, yeah. you know, you yeah. don't, I get that you want to be able to say whatever you want. I don't know. Mm. I get, I'm tired of that argument. Not that I don't think free speech should be a thing, but I'm very tired of people leaning into that whole, like, yeah. oh, yeah, everybody's so conservative now. Everybody's so... Ugh. It's just filler. Like, people getting up there, like, hey, can't talk about anything. It's like, just get to it. Yeah, Bill, like, your, that was Bill Burry you were just yeah, doing. Dad, he leans yeah, into thanks. that a lot, too. And it's funny, but it's like, come on, man. 
That's like the thing of the moment. It's it's a whole thing. What else you got? They announced a revival of the series Reno 911 is set for the <laughs> new streaming service Quibi. Have we talked about Quibi, by the way? Oh. That's the new streaming I mean, I'm going to get it. I, I don't even know who's responsible for it, what company is turning it out, but they've announced a lot of like weird <laughs> projects like this. Quibi? Quibi. Let's see if they have an Instagram presence. Q-I- Q-U-I-B-I. But yeah, Reno 911. Oh, they I sure do. I, I used to watch it back in the day. It's a funny show, but it's like, do we need this back? Like the that main guy is going to be wearing those short shorts. That'll be Thomas that'll be um, Lennon. Yeah, he he's funny. Yeah, I like him. But. I liked him the most in a movie I don't like. Actually, Ooh. I love you, man, with Paul Rudd when they go on the mandate, and it turns out he's just a gay guy, he and is he funny just starts kissing Paul Rudd. Yeah, and Paul Rudd kind of like doesn't know what to do, so he just sort of kisses him back. Yeah, I get a kick out of that. He's like frozen. Yeah, no, he's good, but just he's funny. Is he gay in real life? I don't think so. I think he's married with children. Yeah, he's funny. <laughs> now I'm thinking about married with children. I, what a gonna, show. I wish I had the drop. Is yeah. what I was thinking. <laughs> the theme song started playing yeah, in my head. The guy who probably won't get in. Ba ba ba. Um, I'm really tired of hearing anything about Selena Gomez. The last mm. couple of weeks, she's been all over the entertainment Instagram accounts with. She got a tattoo that matches Justin Bieber's tattoo, by the way, which is just praying hands. Which in the tattoo community, quote unquote, is extremely common. Like, yeah. it's like a trite tattoo to get, mm. and it's one of those things that, like, it's it's very much done. It's not like that she was mimicking Bieber. Mm. They're both religious people, I suppose. And now it's like the the other thing is her and um, Haley Bieber, formerly Haley Baldwin, having you know like this fake beef that doesn't exist. That Entertainment Weekly yeah. and Entertainment Tonight and E News and Vulture are all trying to cook up, and it's just such a snooze. I hate there's like this sphere of of twenty something celebrities hmm. that everybody wants to just discuss ad nauseum, and it's just to me, it's I'm I'm tired of it. Yeah, Selena Gomez is just like a nothing, and I really don't understand why she's like her music is okay, her acting is okay. She's okay looking. Like, there's really nothing about her that brings me to the table. There's nothing more boring to me than when you see a news story like, "Is the weekend's new song about Selena Gomez?" Like, we sure think so. Yeah, it's just she, like, I don't, I, I don't know. We could talk all day about other useless celebrities, yes. ones that don't matter, and you know, like Tyler Cameron from The Bachelor. Oh getting all sorts of attention like from dating Gigi Hadid and then like Kylie Jenner's friend and that's such a name of someone who would be on The Bachelor like hey I'm Tyler Cameron hey. he's super handsome and he hey, was baby. my favorite <laughs> he was my favorite contestant mm. but was he? Nah. we're not watching the new season of The Bachelor are we? oh we are this is a are teaser we? fans I might have to quit the show I'm sorry when does it start? And it's the uh, I th mid January. I I am uh, not exactly sure on the opening. We'll have to have one of you guys can help us out. Shoot an email because I'm not going to Google it. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. it's important to me. We're going uh, to have to discuss. We watch this. every episode together. <laughs> We're going to have to talk about this off show, and uh, we'll work it out. What else you got for news? They announced. Uh, the title of the new Walking Dead spinoff. 
they were going to call it Escape the Walking Dead, and I was having fun imagining, like, we're trying to escape all of this whole franchise, but you're not letting us with these spinoffs. Yeah, Norman Reedus has sort of just been in his garage, shining his motorcycle, <laughs> waiting for the right moment. I, I don't watch any shows that don't have him on a motorcycle, just kind of cruising down the highway. Him him doing Blade Trinity and now just blowing the dust off for a nice 14-year franchise with The Walking Dead is just... Yeah. <laughs> him and Jeremy Renner are very similar dudes. I bet, they, I bet they hang out. Shitty idiots? <laughs> yes. But yeah, the new Walking Dead spinoff is called The Walking Dead, The World Beyond, which is not a good title, and... The World Beyond what? Yeah. They keep being like, we're expanding the universe of The Walking Dead, and it's <laughs> like, no, you're just showing a different group of people in a different location, also avoiding zombies. Like, we don't need all these zombie shows. It's enough. Aren't people yeah. tired of it? I, I don't understand how a new zombie movie or a zombie TV show pops up so frequently. And nobody's set, nobody but us is questioning it. Nobody's saying, yeah. you know what? I've had enough of the zombies. There's really not much going on here. And why are they not being more original? Everybody's just kind of go, oh, okay, I'll yeah. watch that. Talk about one note. The only thing that's ever different is like sometimes they're like, these zombies run. Like These are faster zombies. It's like enough of dead people... What's your you. favorite it's, zombie movie? 28 Days Later? I was going to say 28 Days Later. I really like that Dawn of the Dead remake. The George Zach- Romero one with Ving no. Rhames? Yeah, the Zack Snyder one with Ving Rhames. Is that 2003? Yes. It's a remake of the George A. Romero movie. Right, right. I right. like that one a lot. and Maybe just those two. There's probably other ones I can't think of anymore. That's all. Well, you like Shaun of the Dead. Oh, yeah. Wow. Can't believe That's I forgot probably that. probably your number one. That is the, the best zombie movie. My favorite. I like... Uh, Rom-Zom-Com. What's that movie, Two Days in the Valley? or with, <laughs> with Josh Hartnett and they're up in Alaska? Oh, that is Vampires, but close. Oh, it's Pyres? Yeah, it's Pyres. But yeah, those sometimes, uh, sometimes they're so close, it's almost the same it's thing. The same when thing. it's like the when really, they're like grittier looking vampires, yeah. they're not as polished. Yeah, it's like they're both eating you. It's yeah. the same everything. How would you rather die? Have a zombie rip you apart, or uh, a vampire bite you and suck all your blood out? See, that's where I get confused with vampire stuff because it's like, don't you? If they bite you, don't you become one? But That's, then, isn't but that then the they, thing with zombies too? I don't really know. Well, no, like vampires—they suck your blood, but then it also turns you blood. into one. It's a complicated thing. I'm not sure. Zombies—they bite you and you turn into one. No, zombies just eat you. No, no, no. Oh, wait, oh, wait, yeah. Well, it's different. No, than no, everything. no. Yeah, it's diff- That's the thing. Uh, they change the rules. There's no. They're not a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but people take it so seriously. What was that World War Z with Brad Pitt, where they're all trying to yeah. climb over the wall? World War Z, 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 Z. Like sleeping, he gets it. <laughs> <laughs> He's out. But yeah. The no more zombies. Yeah. <laughs> um, Josh Brolin uh, burned his asshole while <laughs> trying to sun his perineum. This is Perineum. The, this is the good news. I think that could have been a bit mm. for his Twitter audience. It but was. I'm hoping that it was real because I saw the the Instagram post. I thought he was just being cheeky, but even well, if not, he's he's a wordsmith. He really uh, he yeah. It was it was funny, and it's one of those things that people really are doing. 
they're kind of sitting in the sun, women with their legs open and men like bent over so the mm. sun hits their like balls and ass and like it is an interesting thought. You really yeah. want you want to try it on <laughs> like th- the roof of your home? I think I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> pop it on up. Folks, I mean uh, those areas don't get a lot of sun. It is true. Do you think it feels nice? I mean let's find out. Let's talk to Josh Brolin and some of these hip celebs. Who are getting into this hot trend. But uh, I saw that they announced the title for the new Ghostbusters movie. <sighs> Ghostbusters Afterlife. Aren't they taking another swing at it without... Um, well, yeah, I don't I don't know about you, but I can't Paul wait... Paul Feig. I can't wait to see Leslie Jones, Melissa McCarthy, and all my favorite gals on the big screen again. It's going to be great. They're not using any of them, are they? Yes, he gets it. <laughs> oh, I, okay. I, I, I couldn't... <laughs> That's very funny. I should have been cheeky. <laughs> Isn't it like they got Bill Murray back and it's... Oh, yeah. It's another complete reboot because the Lady Ghostbusters movie tanked tremendously. And so they're just I think trying it did, again. Didn't it make like a couple of bucks, but it was so expensive? Yeah. And the critics hated it so much that they were just embarrassed? Well, yeah. It was such an expensive movie that it didn't come anywhere yeah, it was like close. It a $200 million budget and... Yeah, and like bombed. I think it made like fucking... less than 100 Yeah. But yeah, they're doing a new one. The the guy, yeah, Jason Reitman's directing it, the son of Ivan, who did the original two. I famously don't even care much about Ghostbusters 1 or 2. I think they're like fine at best. Or 2 or 4? Wow. Uh, Yeah, I've I've had it. The second one was okay. That along with like zombies, it's just like enough. Like this, unless they do like a wildly different take it's like this isn't worth doing all this for like oh ghosts (laughs) cool and i also saw some of the theaters around here were doing for thanksgiving something called friendsgiving which is where the um they'd air four thanksgiving themed episodes of friends in a movie theater I saw like, that. Yeah, which is just... I really can't think of anything more fucked no good up hoops? than spending $20 a ticket <laughs> to watch four episodes of Friends in a movie theater. We had At my mom's house, we had Friends on on Thanksgiving, and I kind of settled in for a bit. I don't I even have a hate reveal. Friends. I have a reveal. Are you a Friends guy now? I was. I laughed a little bit. Wow. At Joey eating too much. I thought that was funny. Oh, some Joey stuff got you. <laughs> Joey is the only funny character on the show. What of it? <sighs> He likes to ask people how they're doing. That how you doing bit gets me every time. And him eating too much and being an idiot is always... I'm, that's I'm literally... Big, you just named everything that character ever did. I like... Every episode. I like stuff that you don't have to think about too much sometimes. I mean, that for is a that. Laugh. Yeah. I like a nice, like, right down the middle, slow pitch. Yeah. Where I'm... <laughs> I don't watch I'm laughing any... now just thinking about it. He yeah. came in, like, they bought the big turkey and they were like, you can't finish this, Joey. You don't... And then everything else. Probably, I liked how there were seven other plots happening. Like, and Joey's just focused on how much can he eat. Mm. And he comes in wearing like Monica's maternity pants mm-hmm. or whatever. Somebody's maternity, Phoebe's yep. maternity pants. I kind of remember this. And, he's, and he's got the big <laughs> pants and he sits down to eat the turkey. It just made me laugh. I mean, I'm kind of wowed by this. Yeah, I don't like it. I admit, figured I'd admit it on the air because yeah. I have blasted friends. To yeah. pretty much everybody we know. Friends is fine, and people just... It's called a T-square. The fact that it's still around is just, like, silly. 
but like it's still it's a big thing it's still yeah. very much syndicated all over clearly friendsgiving yeah. happening in the theater and like in the year 2019 who would go to the movie theater to watch something you can just watch on netflix or any other streaming thing and like release a cool old movie that would be good to see on the big screen not four episodes of like a lifeless looking sitcom that you've seen before such a waste of a theater experience but yeah, I don't hate Friends overall. I used to always say it's it never makes me laugh. What but do you like about it? It's very watchable. It's watchable. I, yeah. mean, I don't really like it either, but it's watchable. It's one of those shows. It's never going to, you know, you're not going to be thinking about it like on a cerebral level. Like Seinfeld has jokes that are so many layers. and Yeah. That's why them I, even I hate, being compared, I, it's not... I was just going to say I'm that. never even going to touch that conversation. It drives me fucking crazy when people compare those things. Yes. It's like comparing, I don't know. Apples to dog shit. Ooh, nice little um, twist. Friend of the show, Emma Stone, got engaged this week to mm. some guy I've never heard of. He's actually a, an SNL writer. Oh. A relative unknown. Great. Nice little scoop by this guy. Mm. Good for her. Good yeah. for you. She's um, she's a babe. Good yeah, for her. She's a, in Has the, she been in married the, before? I, I don't like, believe so. I feel like she got married to like Topher Grace or something. <laughs> <laughs> like on the sly. Let's find but out. But that I can't be sure of. She got a pearl engagement ring. Oh. Dave McCary. I said pearl her. necklace. My uh-huh, goodness. Fucking, you uh, know what that's about, bro. Fucking hear me? I hate how every time you go to Wikipedia, <laughs> they try to get you to donate money. Why the fuck yeah. would I do that? Could you? Cause Are I you rushing or dragging? Because I can't. Would you? I, this Wikipedia. Yes, I'll. No, I don't want yeah. to donate two seventy five. Go it's away. It's fine. I, I, it's probably your first marriage. Good for Emma. Yeah. I also got here. They're making another new Planet of the Apes movie, for some reason, with the director of the it's, Maze Runner trilogy. I think those are pretty good. They're good, but I think we have enough apes movies. They made like literally nine with Charlton Heston back in the day, and then they just finished that trilogy of new ones with CGI Andy Serkis. And all that stuff going on. What happened to the one with James Franco? That was the first one of the of the that trilogy. trilogy. Yeah. That one was the better one. Yeah. No, no, I liked that one. Okay, I thought so. it came out in like 2011. Yeah. Okay. And then it was like Dawn of the Escape of the ba ba ba. They've just made enough. They're like, good CGI. Yeah. Andy Circus. If motion capture didn't exist, he'd never work again. It's <laughs> <laughs> accurate. Although he is directing Venom too. He's secured behind it's camera all work. Motion capture, isn't it? I know, but like. He's story. behind the camera, yeah. right? But that's what I'm saying. Take motion capture out of it. Venom doesn't exist. Okay, yeah. Good point. But yeah, whatever company owns the Planet of the Apes franchise is just like, you know what? I think there's more story here. <laughs> like, what if the apes uh, started flying? What if uh, they're... It's just ridiculous. At least switch it up with a new animal. Planet what of you the think? Planet of the, the Turkeys yeah. was where you were going with that. <laughs> Sorry about that. I completely derailed you. Kid. You stupid fucking bottle mouth cut! Um, do we need more Dancing with the Stars news? Or I'm sorry, um, Bachelor news? I'm <laughs> we, gonna, but ha- Hannah B from The Bachelor won on Dancing with the Stars. And Did now, she? Pilot Pete, who's going to be the next Bachelor. <laughs> I'm just going to stop. I don't even care. Um, wow. There's a live action Mulan movie coming out. I know you're yes. really excited about that. Are you going to take your kids? or? <laughs> yes. Uh, that's their favorite movie. Mm. And they were clamoring for a live action remake, just like everyone else on Earth. And we'll be there opening day. 
But yeah, Mulan looks so, like, boring. Even for one of these movies, it's just like... What's even the story with Mulan? She's a kid and pretends to be, like, a guy so she can I fight never saw in the, the original one. In the so I, I honestly have no fucking clue. I think it's... Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of a way to say this without making anything racially insensitive. Because this is a new regime on the podcast we're going to be woke wow. for all of our bits i mean i have been since the get-go but i'm glad you're joining gonna, me right you, you you're the most woke person that i know thank you um but in the spirit of that i'll say that i, I will not use the word oriental to describe <laughs> the film okay this is a step in the right yep. direction i will not use that word what else you got anything I mean, people are making a big hubbub about the fact that Anna Paquin only has six lines of dialogue in The Irishman. They actually, the reason for that is they wanted to have as enough lines that you could fit through her tooth gap <laughs> oh. on a piece of paper. You know what? So she, if she needed to get a line, you know, she could keep the piece of paper in her mouth mm. and pull it out. That makes a through lot. Through the tooth gap. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> there was, I saw some headline of an article... Where it was like Martin Scorsese defends his position on why Anna, uh, Anna Paquin only had a couple of lines, and I was just like, I don't yeah. care. That's she stinks. Most, it's the most boring, like new kind of story, like headline that's always popping up. First of all, that's the point of her character in that movie. Like De Niro just wants to talk to her and be in her life, but she won't speak to him. So that's why she doesn't talk a lot. I hate my father. <laughs> I hate my life. But I feel great, man. <laughs> So that's even bringing it up is ridiculous, and yeah, when do well, we people start, just want to get offended about everything? When do we start counting lines of dialogue for women in movies? I was Every, counting the lines of dialogue in The Irishman because I was hoping that if I counted high enough, the movie would end. <laughs> no, but like Margot Robbie, people are like she only had forty-three lines in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This is a travesty. So like, just watch the movie and focus on the. Well, positive. actually, I agree with that stance. Like the movie. The woman who played Harriet, uh, yeah, Harriet Tubman in Harriet. She probably had thousands of lines of dialogue. Octavia no Spencer? One's, no one's talking about that. <clears throat> no, I, I agreed with Margot Robbie getting... Because Margot Robbie's one of those women, and I've done this already, but she's very, very, very beautiful. That's true. So she doesn't get the credit she deserves in terms of... I don't know. Like they put her in movies like Suicide. Like her getting I Tanya was huge for me because mm. they gave her the chance to really have a real role. Yeah. I think she's just been like like her in focus. She's just like a hot chick walking around with Will Smith. Like, hey, look at this turkey. Uh-huh. But she's talented, and I think yeah. that they could have with Tarantino directing it. Like he's, I in my opinion, one yeah. of the better female directing yeah. guys that, out there. That was just that role. You know, he didn't. He should have given her a little more room with it. He writes the goddamn script. He knew who he could get for it. Tarantino's the kind of guy, he could write a movie. He writes his roles for people because he's Tarantino and he knows that they're going to get it. Hmm. It wasn't like there was some audition process. I imagine he was pretty clear about who he wanted to use. Somebody else correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he's usually pretty laser focused. So it's Hmm. it's a little... And they had the, like, if you watch the on-demand version or the VOD, whatever, it's the extended portions are mostly her. Like the scene when she goes to the movie theater to watch her own movie oh, as Sharon Tate. There's a, there's about six, seven minutes of stuff that's all her. I want to watch that version. <clears throat> i got to get that in. It made yeah. me happy. Yeah, I, stop, I like her a lot. Let's stop counting lines of dialogue. Yeah, that's a stupid thing to do. And there's a Mad Max sequel in the works. That's yes. a big one for me. I'm really excited about that. He's been talking about that for a while. You I don't think, think that's on the horizon? I thought there was a script. Well, yeah, I think there is. But until like 
when it's like officially like they're about to make it they'll announce something but I think I because I saw what you're talking about mm. and it was just him being like yep that's that's uh, on the horizon I give you the candy lineup Scotty likes a nice official announcement once they get a official, real announcement then yeah. I'll get all fired you don't want to just look it. in the yeah. director's IMDB and see those upcomings that are yeah. like they don't have a picture yet and you exactly. don't even know if it's existing on earth I wrote Kid Rock Oprah stuff but I don't remember what the story was there because I wrote this like a week ago. Well, we're uh, big, big Kid Rock guys here yeah. at the Enough Podcast. I think he so. said something silly and probably racist. I would imagine. He is uh, a bit of a douchebag. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, we don't need to get into that. Billy D. Williams revealed in an interview that he uses the pronouns himself and herself. While talking about himself, or not, I don't know how to say that sentence. Basically, he identifies as male and female, which is pretty woke, I must Billy say. Billy D. Williams. Yes. Who plays Lando in the Star Wars films. I hear he's changing his name to Billy V. Williams in light of this news. I get it. He's smiling. He's. I, I smiled, yeah. You, should, you guys should know that Hoops did get laughed out of me there. We, we need I heard st- you use that joke already too. That made me, <laughs> made it even funnier. We need a studio audience in here to fake laugh at all my duds, so I can Should have more fun. We get one of those signs that says applause and have like six people sitting on my bed. Yes. I mean the couch here in the studio. Yes, the answer is yes. We're in a very professional studio, folks. Not my studio apartment. Um, the ArcLight Boston is open. The uh, oh, yeah. ArcLight Movie Theater. I have one thing to say: bad seats. Mm. Big letdown. And it's hard to get there without taking the tea. What the a tea bummer. is the only way to get there. You go it's to like right a at North n- Station. You go to a new theater expecting like the best, and it's like, oh, this sucks. It's new and it's shit. Why? Why is this happening? Um, but I wanted to tell the fans about the Seinfeld trivia I went to last week. How'd that work out? I mean, it was it was surprising. The uh, I went in there with you know the confidence of like. People are going to be mad at how much I'm getting every question right. It didn't go quite that way. No? It was interesting. No good hoops? Let me hit you with one of the questions I didn't get. See if you know it. Okay. What is Jerry's apartment number on Seinfeld? Fuck. I've heard this in... I've gotten this wrong in a trivia before. Yes. Not a Seinfeld trivia. They do this in regular trivia, too. That's the annoying thing about trivia. 12B? The questions are either... Is it 12B? So simple, it's like a no-brainer, or it's something only like Rain Man would know. 12B? No. Incorrect. Not even close? No. Not at all. 2B? No. Is there a B at all? No. Fuck! What is it? 5A. Oh, yeah. I was way off. Fuck. All right. That's it for me. And yeah, like we did pretty well. They had like a sheet of all the sidecars on it. Sheet. We, we knew all the people, but we performed so averagely in this Seinfeld trivia yeah. that it like shocked me. We were in the like the lower middle range of everybody. It's, it's fucking harder than you'd think. Yeah. yeah, it was really shocking. Like if I can't do Seinfeld trivia, what can I do? <laughs> what am I even doing on Earth? It was really sobering and. Yeah, I, I, I didn't mean uh, to burst your bubble when you said that you were going to it, but I, hmm. I had a feeling it was going to be harder than you thought it was going to be. I was they don't a, just ask right up the middle questions that would make sense. They ask weird, fucking off the reservation, weird stuff that you you just never have any thought of. Yeah, I was legitimately like upset, but it was fun nevertheless. Yeah, sitting at a bar is awful, but if there's trivia or something like that, it can really uh, agreed. Make it fun. That's the only time I can go anywhere, really. Yes, you know what time it is. 
And folks, we have a special guest for uh, our first review. Uh, you may know him as the cesspool, aka Pete Sestina, a buddy of ours from high school. And he's a big Noah Baumbach fan. He and I uh, have chatted about doing something for a little while, and we're going to give him a shout right now. Yes. Because Marriage Story, yeah, the Noah Baumbach Netflix film, came out uh, yesterday. Yes. Hot, brand new title. I'm a big fan of Noah Baumbach, one of my favorite writer-directors. If you've never seen Francis Ha or The Squid and the Whale, those are must-see films. In hey, Pete, Hello. what's up, bud? What's going on, guys? Hey, now. Yeah, you were uh, on the air on the FaceTime audio, because I have shitty reception. Wow. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Uh, forgive, forgive the way I sound. I'm getting over cold and I'm driving, so hopefully it uh, sounds okay for you guys. Yeah, no worries. Coming in crystal clear. Um, so we're here to talk about Marriage Story. You watched it last night as yes. well. It's it's cool we all watched it independently. I like that. So that we all have our own unbiased opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I thought it was good, not great. Yeah, same. I um, As you were saying, Ank, you wanted it to be like funnier. I wanted it. it to be funnier. I mean, like, I think Squid and the Whale is... For I wouldn't call it hilarious, but it's it's a lot funnier than I thought Marriage Story was. Yeah, nope. Yeah, I no, agree. Noah Baumbach, like something special about his movies. Characters and his stuff always just seem like realer than in other movies. They yeah. seem like yeah. actual people, like living life. Well, what I one thing I wrote down that I've did I write this down or was this in my head? I think that the dialogue reads here it is yeah I said I, I, I just the dialogue is so realistic it's like Aaron Sorkin but if Aaron Sorkin were in touch with reality and not an <laughs> asshole it's kind of like yeah that's good it's it's how people he writes sort of how he wants people to talk and it comes across unrealistic whereas I think at Noah Baumbach movies it's typically like you can almost feel yourself in the situations because it comes across it's intelligent and it's quick but it's real mm. I think that that contributes so much to why I personally love his movies too because something something you find is that in Noah Baumbach's movies he always gets really good performances which is I mm. think something you could say about this film whether you like it or not I don't think anyone would watch it and say it's not well acted it's really really well acted by everybody Oh yeah. and I think it's because that's what the actors have to work with right is dialogue and I think he really just has a mastery of like dialogue that moves at the pace that it does in real life like a lot of dialogue mm. just is so slow or it takes forever to get to the point right and the way he writes moves so quickly and realistically that i just think it gives the actors just they create real people and not characters um like a lot of other scripts uh would kind of force them into so i think that's that's his real strength as a as a, as a director is actually his writing ability yeah he nails like the little things like yeah, like someone will say something. And it's like, oh, I've said that. Like just in that way. Like it's the nuances. I wrote that. Down. Yeah, the yeah. way he, the entire, all of his movies, but in particular this one, I thought that the little nuances were really well done, and just certain stuff, like from the actor's perspective, like just the way that Adam Driver does object work, mm. like when he's yeah. when she's about to serve him with the divorce papers, or his her sister is Scarlett Johansson's sister is about to serve him with the divorce papers, and he walks into the mother's house. And he's cruising around the kitchen. He's doing like stuff that I've done, literally mm. like pulling out the rotisserie chicken, and he's cutting it up, and he's making himself a plate, and it's just, and right. it's all while talking and delivering his lines. It just it seems like a guy going through a kitchen. It doesn't mm. feel a lot of movies. They'll have a guy just walk into a room and stand there, and you're supposed to just wait for him to say the thing yeah. he's supposed to say, and it comes across fake. Yeah, 
Him especially. I think, I think so much. Something I really love too is that with some of the minor characters, like there's a there's a point in the movie where um, Adam Driver's character is looking for lawyers to help him with the divorce, and mm. he goes to an older gentleman who's a lawyer, and um, there are so many little characterizations and details of how that person moves and speaks that is giving you information as a viewer to be like. You don't know how you feel about this guy. Is he kind of too old to represent the client well? But on one hand, he's also like treating him more like a human being than other lawyers. Mm. And I think there's it's like those little details. Like I just remember his hand kind of shaking, like a old people's hand shake, and how that can be really unsettling. And I feel like that detail gave you just enough information to then you know later in the movie things happen that you that kind of makes sense that Adam Driver wasn't feeling that lawyer a hundred percent, and that little detail I think helped cue you in as an audience member right away that maybe something isn't quite right and i think he's such a good director to find those little moments that you kind of feel but maybe aren't even aware of as a viewer and they just make everything feel really really real so yeah i agree the thing alan alda actually has parkinson's in real life oh he does he does yeah and they wrote that they wrote that part in a way that it would make that work, I think, because yeah. I, I didn't know that. I learned that from a client of mine, actually. Uh, we were talking about this movie, and Alan Alda's always great. He's always he's good in everything. He's yeah. always right. just Alan Alda, but it always hits. It's always a home run. Yeah. I think that um, they did a really good job of building realistic suspense, not like a horror movie, but about like you know that there's something not so great that's gonna happen, mm. and yep. that's was the divorce and you know all the stuff that comes along with it i got major old school woody allen vibes from this movie yeah like even more than noah even more than noah bombach's other stuff he's obviously like an influence of his of course yeah i think he does it better yeah i do too actually like really i think i think and i like this movie probably better than you guys i i would give this like an eight out of ten um but Mm. i think you know i think a lot of times filmmakers, you know, Noah Baumbach at this point, he got started so young. He's had a pretty long career. And I think a lot of times filmmakers kind of change as they get older, right? So they might start off being yeah. funnier or more dramatic and flip. And I think yeah. I think he's getting into this phase in his career where maybe his material is a little bit more um, dramatically kind of skewed. And I agree this film is not as funny as The Squid and the Whale or even Greenberg or um, Francis Ha or mm, you know, Margot the Wedding. People don't like those movies. I love them. I, think I like Margot's The Wedding, yeah. In a great way. I love all yeah, of those. I, th- I think they're really funny. Um, they're really funny, but this is not that. But I think it just still shows... Um, I, I think for the choice that it makes to be a drama, it still is so alive and full of kind of very human moments that it's, you know, for the viewers, like or the listeners, rather, I don't... It's not a slog to watch this movie. Even <laughs> oh, though it's not at all. About, yeah. So we're talking, I wasn't oh, bored. Funny. It's really, I think, engaging, and you really invest in these people, and they feel so real that you kind of, it really makes you feel emotionally affected at the end of it. That's actually one of the best things about Noah Baumbach. He's really good at making a scene, like, funny and sad at the same time. Yeah. There's there's a scene with Adam Driver, he's, like, trying to do this knife trick that he shows his son. And he gets blood all over his shirt and then the door. That made me laugh really hard, That scene is so, like, alternatively, like, funny and sad, like, back and forth. It's just, it's great. Yeah. This is a good movie, too, because, like, 
we can discuss it at nauseum. It's not really we're not really ruining it for anybody. I mean, I guess yeah. you could skip yeah. through some of this if you want to yeah. avoid the spoiler here. But you know what it's about. It's about a couple getting divorced. Yeah. The yeah. I think that the arguments were really, really, and I think I said this already, but the the arguments were really Sharp. well done. Especially and, there's one yeah. big one that's like the big scene. Yeah, that's like an all timer argument. I don't know. I mean. I'm not sure. Has has Noah Baumbach won anything, or has anyone won anything on any of his movies? I think Greta Gerwig got something for Francis Ha, right? I think this movie's got a lot of buzz going into awards. I feel like it should. Yeah. Deserves, I think it deserves. Adam Driver and Scarlett are both really good, and yeah. I, and I think also we got you got to um, give props to Ray Liotta and Laura oh, yeah. Dern in supporting roles. Where they, I wouldn't say they steal the show, but they're very big personalities, and they Agreed. give really good performances that make you feel um they're they just i've never obviously never had a divorce lawyer but they feel exactly what kind of high-end divorce lawyers would feel like um they yeah feel just so incredibly real to me and i, I just yeah. loved both of those performances too i think laura dern plays a bitch better than anybody in hollywood i mean like, yeah, look at does. her in even in like that show enlightened that nobody really watched but us mm-hmm. <laughs> and like um she's good on obviously big little lies i think she's just she's good She's yeah, very good. To very that, good. like, the movie makes you see how getting a divorce would drive someone crazy. Like, they're, there's a bunch of scenes where they're, like, sitting in a courtroom while strangers argue about their personal life. It's just it's just very well done in every regard. Um, the Yeah, there's, like, Alan Alda... Or I'm sorry. Alan Alda had one line that I really liked. He said that getting divorced is like a death without a body. Or the, Ooh, getting divorced yeah. with a kid is the hardest thing you can do. It's like a death without a body, and it—that's a good line. Uh, I mean, not to get too personal, but my, I mean, I am someone who grew up with divorced parents who divorced in a way that I think would be the best one could possibly go through it. And I think that you know, when people get divorced, a lot of people who get divorced, I think, have kids rather than ones that don't. Mm. In yeah. terms of the fact that, like that Louis C.K. bit to spin back to that, he sort of. You know, he says, like, I could have left and I never did or whatever. I think he's divorced now, but he has that joke about how, like, he knew he couldn't leave once he had children. And I think that a lot of people do get divorced in that situation. And that's what makes it so challenging. Because, it's a very difficult situation. You know, not everyone is as lucky as I am to have everybody still be friendly and close. A lot of people have a very, you know, hard situation with with a divorce. And the, and the people won't even – I've talked to people who won't even be in the same room as their ex. And I think that that – Sort of, this movie felt like it was building to that in certain ways, like how you know I won't give away too much because mm. you know there are certain parts, but I think they did it very well. It is, and it's overflowing with great lines, like you were saying. Just this one line when the mother, uh, Scarlett Johansson's mother, who was great and very funny, she's uh, Julie Haggerty. Yeah. yeah, she's talking to uh, Adam Driver, and she's like. Your emails are so articulate. I get intimidated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's great. That's something my mom would say. Not yeah. to me, but to someone else. She totally like gets intimidated by things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think too, like just to and I'm gonna have to jet here in a second, guys. Sure. But I think something else that I love about Noah's films in general and to the listeners, if you haven't seen any of his, I, I really, really strongly recommend it. I think he's Agreed. one of the best most talented filmmakers working. But one that like nobody knows about really um but he is i just think that a lot of a theme in one of his a lot of his films is just kind of like kind of people being humbled i think too and something Mm. i really liked about the film and i'll speak in general terms to not give it away is that 
both characters kind of are dealing with their individual aspirations, both kind of professionally and individually. Mm. And I think that the film does a really good job of kind of highlighting how if you get too caught up in that and you don't think of your partner and you don't think of your kids, that that can be so destructive and it leads to a worse situation than if you had just taken a minute to pause and consider another person. And I, I always find that that theme is woven into a lot of his movies and, and it's really like makes me just always leave his films with like a sense of appreciation for what I have in the people in my life. And I think that that's mm. like a really wonderful part of this film and other films where it just kind of gives you clarity about like what's really important because, you know, as you talked about, even with a good divorce, I think that, that the kids are really the ones who can be the most affected. Um, right. And if you get too caught up in your own shit, that I think it's easy to lose sight of that. And I think this film is a great reminder to to just take a minute and breathe and realize other people have needs to to meet. Um, and I always think that that's just a that always gives me feeling leaving his films with clarity and, and a sense of how to do things. So I love that about this film. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, you said you have a, a work thing, so we got to let you jump. But um, yeah, I got to jump. But thanks for having yeah, me. Thanks on, guys. for having uh, being on the show, being with us, and uh, have a great day. All right, guys. Take right. care. Bye. Thanks. Have a goo. Have um, a goo. I yeah, but that was I, fun. Yeah, that is fun. I love having callers. Anybody who knows about movies, feel free to thanks, take, Pete. shoot me a text. Thank you, bud. Um, I think that it was a it was a sad movie. And it was a movie that but like, had a lot of little weird things about it that sort of made you empathize with. I, I found it hard to empathize with Scarlett Johansson, and I don't think that's just because she's a woman and I'm a man. I think they do a good job at not playing sides. They give both people enough to be like, oh, they're good, but they have this right going on. They try to. I think they do a decent job of humanizing both of them, but I found it. And to what I found it harder to what Pete was saying about. Just like it was a more like mature movie from Noah Baumbach. Mm. Some of his stuff is kind of like jokey, or someone would say like cynical, maybe, especially his old stuff. This was a very like classy, mature comedy drama. A lot of it was very it. realistic, too. It was. Like the way uh, there's a scene where Adam Driver's upset and he punches a hole in the wall, and he, he does it like with, the, with his hand kind of open. Mm. And like he does it with the with the butt of his hand, and <laughs> and he clearly kind of hurts himself as he's breaking through the drywall, and it doesn't really make a clean break; it just sort of dents a hole, and then he just leaves the dent, and the continuity's there. Because mm. in the next scene, when he's rearranging some stuff, you can see the dent in the wall, and yeah. I, I I liked it. Now that we're discussing it, I'm rem- I'm like feeling like I need to see it again. Because yeah, it I feel just, like it would probably be a decent rewatch. I'll watch it in like a couple months. It holds up. I'll and give I, it it's another. cool that it'll just be on Netflix. For forever because I enjoy uh, popping back in and out on movies like this. Yes. It's not something I'm going to recommend to everybody. I, I find it hard to recommend anything these days. I kind of just, but it was good. Yeah, I liked it. And it's time to take a stand. Um, what else did you see? The um, yeah, let me get. I saw the report. I th- what? Well, I think we were still in the news. This kind of like. <laughs> oh, you have more news? Oh yeah. Or maybe a smidge. Save it for next week. Unless it's, like, breaking. The, um... I guess we can save that. I still have to... Want to do uh, obits? We gotta do our obits. All our segments. Oh, you had one? I didn't know you had one. I have two, buddy! Oh, that's even better. Yeah. That's even better. The, uh... Or do you want to take a break or something? For a hot minute? I'll take a break while this plays. Yeah.
So welcome to the O-Bits, the segment where we eulogize bits that we're tired of. It's a fan-favorite classic segment. And... Oh wait, I actually have three O-Bits. This is a, a quick one. I saw this in a movie the other day. When you're watching a movie and someone says, If you're a cop, you have to tell me. And then someone responds, Actually, that's not true. That needs to be erased from movie history. <laughs> Everyone's seen it, everyone knows, we've heard it enough, it's over. And I'd also like to throw in the obits when people talk about whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie. There is no hackier or less interesting <laughs> movie conversation possible. Every Christmas for years now, it's everybody's bit like, Oh, it takes place at Christmas, but it's not the focus. Is it a Christmas movie? And it's just like, who cares? It's yeah, not that's a that's a kudja. It's boring and unimportant and the kudja so of the year. Slam dunking. I was, dunking I was into urinating. Orbits. But so your diehard is not a Christmas or the diehard is it or is it not a Christmas movie? Yeah. Never talk about that. Talking about the Fifth Amendment or whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. Die <laughs> Hard it's entrapping if you don't tell me if you're a cop. Die Hard's a great movie. Stop talking about it through the lens of Christmas. I actually only matter. enjoy the newest Die Hard movie that nobody liked. Oh, that one. With Jai Courtney. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, another obit. The trend of bringing back an old classic movie for an extended commercial. They did it last year with Macaulay Culkin. Doing oh, like that I Home Alone that. shtick. Did you see the new one where E.T. is... Yes, I did. ...hanging out with... With Thomas Ver- Middleditch or whatever that guy's name is, yeah. all drunk. E.T.'s back and bringing like Verizon to Henry's family, whatever the kid's Put name is. that coffee down. And it's just, it's embarrassing. There's a Spielberg intro where he's like, this is really the perfect sequel for E.T. And like exactly what I imagine. Like Verizon paid Spielberg? Well, yeah, he just pops by at the beginning to like that intro oh. it. And it's like, oh, the perfect sequel to E.T. is a three and a half minute Comcast commercial. Is that what you're telling me, Mr. Spielberg? He's lost his goddamn mind. It's gross. And I'm tired of, you know, casting a spell on people with the most recognizable intellectual property they can get their mitts on. Just to be like, here, here's E.T. too, even though it's a commercial and it's not even watchable. It's fucked up. Yeah, I didn't like the first E.T. at all. Mm. So there's really no... Yeah, I'm good. He's I like it. Stone Cold E.T. <laughs> if you haven't seen that, oh, that's a YouTube. hell yeah. Look up Stone Cold E.T. Um, it's a Stone Cold classic. I got a couple of reviews that I am chomping at the bit here. Yeah, the uh, just real quick, I'll do my shut. I guess I shut the report. Yeah, that's, my, gonna, that's the only thing I shut. I was going to say, no shut November is over. I've been getting up in them shuts. I also shut off the report. A new Amazon Prime yeah. original, which I was with ex- Adam Driver. I was excited to see that it hit Prime so early. That movie's like in theaters, but unfortunately, it was. It had kind a good of, trailer. I almost considered seeing it in the theater, and then I remembered that political thrillers were duds, yeah. and that I was gonna hate it. And I was right. This movie packs all the excitement of actually reading a declassified document. It's about like some torture stuff that happened during the Bush administration. It's. Bad. It's like yeah. waterboarding yourself. I don't know enough about it. politics to comment on this in a way that makes me sound funny, interesting, or intelligent. Hmm. Well, that's good. But, uh, yeah, it was unexc- ugh, unexciting to the point where I was like, they didn't, 
You know when you watch like a, a true story movie and you're like, oh, I bet they made this part up to make this movie more exciting. There was none of that going on in this movie. I was like, oh, this probably all happened. It's just guys handing dossiers to each other. <coughs> yeah, movie did talking. very little for me in, on any level. Yes. And uh, a little TV talk? Feeling TV-ish? Depends how. You're staring daggers at me. <laughs> I don't want to talk about The Mandalorian, if that's where you're headed. It's not. There's right, a, what do you got then? a new season of Curb coming. I saw that. I feel like everyone's soured on Curb. I'm good. Yeah, I don't care. I yeah. won't watch it. What? You won't watch it? What is this? I'm just, I'm, I've had enough. You've had enough? It's, it's uh, Larry David. Created okay. Seinfeld. Okay. And Curb's like almost as good as Seinfeld. I feel like everyone has this reaction. It's like, when did everyone get over? I don't know. I'm still in. Oh, I mean, eventually, I, I mean, I have, I mean, I watch everything, so I'm not gonna say I won't watch it, but I'm I'll not, watch. I'm not excited for it. I'll put it that way. That's fair. It's the same thing, like Larry, you know, in a situation, and something happens, and, and it's awkward, and just okay, we get it. And I stopped watching Mrs. Fletcher on HBO. Mrs. Fletcher. Is, I think you did I recommended also. it to people after the first episode. I was like, yeah, I think this looks interesting. And now I'm embarrassed that I even said I watched it. I agree. It I like stinks. To, this happens a lot with shows. They, like, trick you with a strong pilot. They do that all the time. The actual meat of the show is just nothing. Like, this show has, like, a dozen characters. None of them I dislike are interesting them, in yeah. any way. It's not a show. The, like the Dudsy ex-husband who's a sidecar and everything and the like dorky son who yeah. you know doesn't know how to talk to women and he's just kind of like a fucking ass yeah. and it just I hated it and that trans woman and the black guy there's, there's being not, woke. There's not enough story for like a show. There's nothing to it. It's boring. It's based on a book. They should have turned it into a nice hour and a half long indie movie. It would have been fine as like a cool 90 minute Mark Duplass directed indie movie that nobody really sees but us yeah. and it just sort of sits on the shelf yes like an Amazon original or something instead having it be an HBO series it'll get cancelled there's no like what are they gonna do the kid goes to another college next year it's, nobody gives a shit <laughs> her just masturbating all the time nobody masturbates that much enough whoa um and also the the new Apple Plus show Servant the new M. Night Shyamalan oh. vehicle, who you can always trust to For release something strong. A good, and confusing, weird <laughs> piece of crap. I watched three episodes. Is there only three episodes up, or is the new one up? I don't know. I only watched the first I one. I watched three. But yeah, it's about a, a couple that like suffered the loss of their child, and now the wife like carries around this doll, pretending it's a baby. Well, if you keep watching... And then she hires... I, a, anything we say will be a spoiler, so I have to yeah. like bite my tongue here, but... It's got that girl from Six Feet Under. I can never remember her name, but she's pretty good. She's got chops, I guess. Hillary Clinton? Yes, Hillary Clinton. Chillery Clinton. But also, speaking of Shyamalan, I heard someone do this the other day. I hadn't heard it in a while, but you've probably heard someone do this. You know when people talk about him, they say, uh, M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong? You've probably heard someone do that. I'm staring at hoops in disgust. Yes. I've not heard anyone do that. I've heard many people do it. That sucks. It's like a thing that people say, and it's... That's one of the least funny things I've ever heard in yeah, my life. It's like, oh, because he has a weird name, and you're just being like... You're being unfunnily low, low racist? Yeah. Yeah. And it's really... First of all, he's been around for like 30 years. You should know his name, and you do know his name. You just want to do this hacky bit. And also, it's not even that complicated. 
Shyamalan. Shyamalan. <laughs> it's nothing. It's not worth doing the thing. I hate that not, bit yeah, so much. Not to mention the fact that he's been in the zeitgeist for 30 years almost. Yes, like he made I just said six that. Se- you did just say that. Yes. Sorry, I was responding to my mother. <laughs> six cents was not yesterday. So yeah. it's not like he, it's a name you haven't heard 4,800 times. Yeah. And he's made a lot of bombs that got a lot of attention. Yeah, like you know his name. Yeah, if, he, he, he's... Ugh. The wickedly talented one and only Adele Fuzzy. Say my name. But can, uh, can we talk about waves? Mm-hmm. I just want to talk about waves. Yes. Go on. Trey Edward Schultz. I saw this. You didn't see it yet. No, I still very I think much. You're want really to. gonna like it. I'm a big fan of, of all his the flying work. and the magic. Fans, if you haven't seen Kresha or It Comes at Night, the, his uh, first two movies. Kresha was good. interesting. I didn't love it, but I liked Kresha. And It Comes at Night is in my top ten of the decade. Ooh, wow, that's surprising. Is it? I yes. thought it was awesome. I liked it a lot too, but that's a very divisive film. Most people don't like it because nothing actually comes in. That's why I liked it. Spoiler alert. But yeah, it's a really good movie. Yeah, I thought it was cool. And I think that he has a very, he does a very good, and Waves is, there's a couple, not twists, but things that would ruin it if I bring them up. Mm. It's, I have some notes. I don't want to, this is a movie I don't want to fuck up and talk about it too much, but. And I saw Ford versus Ferrari too, but that movie just seems so passe at this point. Like, do we even discuss it? Um, there's a scene where they're playing Kanye I Am A God and the kid's driving in a car and it's just like really artistically well done the score is good too it's another fucking Atticus Ross Trent Reznor score mm. yet the they do I'm hiccuping now I don't know how Lucas Hedges got another role I think like you made the joke he's just in every A24 movie ever they don't let people make A24 movies without him he's in almost all of them and uh, Sterling K. Brown got himself really jacked for this movie Mm. and he did a way better job than he did on the Ryan Murphy OJ uh, miniseries on FX yeah I've seen him in some stuff he has jobs he's good I kind of just thought of him as a bump on a log in that movie and he did a really nice job hmm um, they did a thing in this movie where they, I, I forget if it's 30 millimeter or 75 or whatever, 70 mm. millimeter. They switched the film a few times as different acts were happening. Oh, or really? Yeah, it was, it was a cool yeah. effect. Like you can see just like the bars getting closer in. It's cool. It was cool. They switched the film. I sound stupid not knowing what types or what, but. Were, were they for like crazy? Normally they do that for like IMAX action movies where it's like this was shot in. 3D. I wonder, I you, I wonder you what got, You'll have to see it. You'll, the yeah. cinematography of this movie is really well done. Mm. And they do a lot of stuff really well. And there's a part where I... There's a couple of parts, really, where I gasped. Ooh. I was just like, whoo! Out loud, audibly. I, I like a movie. Yeah, I've heard it's I don't very care twisty. If it's, yeah, I yeah. don't care if a movie is super sad and depressing. I want a movie to make me feel something. And this movie made me feel something. So it's Waves. It's in theaters now. My guess is it'll be on Amazon Prime in like six weeks. <sighs> Probably. But I'd say see it in the theater. I liked it a lot. Yeah. There's a little bit of a drag in the middle with the Lucas Hedges stuff. But other than that, it's fucking great. I'm the first to... act and the third act are great. Ooh. I love breaking up a review by acts. It's classy. But yeah, I want to see that as soon as it's playing around uh, Scotty's parts. I'm going to get in there. I may see it again. Ooh. If we have nothing else 
next week or yeah. whenever we go. We haven't been to the movies in a bit because I, I saw this with Lucy. Mm. On the snow day, we had a nice empty house, got some corn going. It was wonderful. Ba ba ba. Yeah, I'm going to sneak in real quick my review of Jack and Jill, Just in Time, the Adam Sandler movie from like 2011. Topical. Perfect time. Where he plays dual roles, a brother and sister twin duo. And I'd somehow, are, we, are we in? I'd somehow never seen this. I woke up at like five in the morning the other day and it was on starting and I just sat there and watched the entirety of it. And you loved it? It was a great way to start the day. I recommend it. But uh, no, it's very, very bad. But almost like captivatingly bad. Like some of Sandler's stuff. Every joke is like physical comedy and bits about like quirky kids. The... All his movies are the same. Al Pacino's in this movie playing himself. This is kind that of, one the Dunkachino? Okay. Y- yeah. There's a, this running gag. It's like half the movie where they're trying to get him to do a Dunkin' Donuts commercial because Al Pacino and Dunkachino. And then they show the commercial at the end, which if you haven't seen it, look it up on YouTube. It's unbelievable that he did it. Even though the joke in the movie is that he wouldn't, he still did it in reality. And this movie has a Jared Fogel cameo. That hasn't aged very well. The uh, disgraced subway pitchman. Well, why not? <laughs> and What happened there? Uh, Google it. Or okay. bing, bing it. Jared Fogel. I, I, he's a real class act, that guy. Hmm. I don't really... Um, you know, no matter what he did, I'm, I'm still in his corner. But these are the kind of bits going on in Jack and Jill. Jill <laughs> takes a shit, and then she comes out of the bathroom, and the other... The guy, Adam saying Jack is uh, he's opening a window because it stinks so much. And then they keep talking. And then he opens another window. And then, like, he has to light a candle. And it's like the scene just keeps going and going. Because it's a smelly duty? Yeah, they're just, like, killing time. It's like, we get it. She took a big, stupid, stinky dump. Move on to another joke. Yeah, that's not funny at all. I've seen, like, sitcoms with I mean, better... I watch it. Is it on Stars? you said? I knew I would sell you on this movie. I'm all in. Yeah, I love stuff like this. Yeah, I think it is on Stars. Yeah, but... I'm very much sold. Yeah, it's it has a dance scene where Jill's body is clearly CGI. <laughs> it's, it's something to behold. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm no. 100% on board with this movie. Jack and Jill. I'm I'm entering a Sandler phase as we get closer to seeing Uncut Gems. Fuck, I can't wait for that. There's that good. screening tomorrow night, but yeah. we're gonna, I'm, we get my nephew's christening, and I, I don't want to rush out of the party afterwards. Yeah, they're doing. And it's cool at the ArcLight, and I hate that was, theater. Is that the shitty yeah. seats? Oh, the seats yeah. suck. A lot of people probably go there and say I'm overreacting, but the way I look at it is, it's I want a new any new theater that's made. I don't give a shit about stadium seating. Give me the good seats. Mm. Stadium seating's cool. I like it, but there's a way to do it. Like the, you, you need it. If it didn't have stadium seating, it would look insane. You'd feel like you were in an auditorium from like 40 years ago. You do need it, but well, like Braintree does a nice job of having the the AMC with the lay down seats. No stadium. That's there. good. But even that, there's like a slight. Incline. There's a slight it's, pitch. Yeah, yeah. You, you need something. They have like a like a full. Like a like an auditorium kind of pitch, yeah. Which is to me like it's a film, it's a film geeks theater for people mm. that don't care about the frills. The way I see it is, if you're gonna, we go, love the thrills here. Like, for the for the, if I was gonna go to a theater that didn't have any extra, you know, pizzazz, I'd go to the mm. Loring Hall where there's it has character. Mm. Character, Mr. Amos. 
Yeah, you want it to be like a nice, classy, old yeah. school. But uh, uh, do we want to talk about Ford versus Ferrari? I'm all ears. I'll just rifle through my notes really quickly. And then I got one more. After I you. thought Ford versus Ferrari was fine. I liked it. Matt Damon is the whole movie. I thought Christian Bale was kind of boring. He had an mm. annoying accent. He always does. I liked Matt Damon's southern accent. His it, Ford versus Ferrari is for people that aren't aware. It's about uh, Carroll Shelby, played by Matt Damon. He's the guy who helped with the Ford racing team in. How I many guess. how many jokes about him having a girl's name are there in None. the movie? None? Not one. Thought I nailed that. No. Fuck. Henry Ford the second uh is played by that guy from Wiener Dog who is also on the show Divorce. He plays um what's it, Molly uh Shannon's husband. And now I'm forgetting his name in real life. I think I wrote it down, but it's not here. I definitely know him if I You'd saw him. You know who he was. But yeah. Picture. Josh Lucas getting that work for the first time in fucking 15 years. He legit hasn't been in anything, anything. since like stealth. <laughs> like, where has he been? I he doesn't he... exist anymore. And I like Josh Lucas. Yeah. I'm wondering if Christian Bale got him that role based on like American Psycho. That's a Maybe thought. they're buddies from the 90s. And I like that thought. I don't know. I was trying to think about what else would have, you know, made anybody think of him. Yeah. Um, there's a good scene where Christian Bale and Matt Damon get into a fight. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, Ford v. Ferrari. It happens. <laughs> they fight. <sighs> fight. No, they... Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's It was fine. I saw that. That was the movie that I saw at the Arclight. Mm. And, yeah, Christian Bale is like a bad boy. They're both really good actors. And... I'll watch it when it comes to HBO. Yeah, you'll like, like it enough when you watch it on HBO. It's the type of thing that there's really no need for you to rush out for it. But I would give it a f- one thumb up. One? One and a right half. Right down the middle? I don't know. I'm mixed. He's mixed. There was parts where I was looking at my watch and I wanted it to end. But I do that with movies that I like. So it's sort of <laughs> hard for me to say that the timing of it was the issue. It's always on the move. I saw Knives Out. Which is the new uh, Ryan Johnson movie. It's in theaters currently. I'm a fan of his work. And uh, this is a whodunit. They're, they're billing it as. Inspired by the works of Agatha Christie. Who I'm not really familiar with. You liked it, huh? The uh, Do you know Agatha Christie? I'm, I've heard the name. I, don't, I can't think yeah, of anything. I'm the same. I feel like I should know her stuff, but I don't. Because my favorite whodunit is like Scream 2. But this movie was fine. I'll, uh, it unfolds in a very interesting way, I'll say. It's a murder mystery, and they give you the twist like 30 to 40 minutes in. Like They show you what happened. And I was sitting there like, what is the rest of this movie going to be? Like At first, I thought it was a dream sequence. I'd hate it, huh? And then you're like, oh, no, this is actually happening. And uh, then there was some more twists. It was very well written, more than anything else. Like I was kind of bored with it in the second half. But it's one, like, at the end, I was like, oh, yeah, that was well put together. That was clever. It, uh, I was pleased that the twist isn't they all did it. I feel like most of these movies, when they're like, who did it? It ends up being like, we all did it together. And it's like, that's a, that's a shit twist. I'm tired of that twist. Um, how was that strange cast? Jamie Lee Curtis, it was good. They were all um, Daniel like... Daniel Craig, uh, Chris Evans. It yeah. seems like a weird group of people to put together. Daniel Craig was surprisingly the best part. He has like a southern accent and plays the detective. I thought he was going to like Ugh. be a Kudja, but he was actually I don't really very like enjoyable. 
He was like funny. He's like, good in layer cake and that's it. How about that? This movie's more of a comedy than they're making it look like. It's more it's than anything funny. else, it's like going for jokes. I didn't think it was that funny, but it thinks it's funny. Like it is a comedy. And uh Don Johnson, the new king of the work, is in there. He gets so much fucking work. I don't know if S. Craig Zoller started that trend or what that where that's coming from, but he's popping up in everything. He's everywhere. Is he in he's in Watchmen, he's getting T V yeah. work, he's getting movie work. Michael Mainstream Shannon stuff, indie stuff. Michael Shannon, friend of the show, shined in this movie. Anna de Armas is a fun. What babe. happened to you she doing really your um, Michael what? Shannon voice for the entire review? What we do you mean? This. I can't do it. I, I can't. I don't have one at all, so I definitely can't do it. And also, this movie. I listened to smarter people explain this movie on a podcast, and that made me like it even more. Mm. It had layers. I that hate I, when I do that, and then I feel stupid. It had things I didn't even like consider, and I was like, ah. Oh, people think we know a lot about movies. You should listen to some of these podcasts. Yeah. That aren't us. But no, yeah, don't do that. You wouldn't like it at all. No. I was sitting there, like I heard I'm a imagining few people refer you. To it as excellent. And I, was, I was like, "There's no way I'm going to feel that way." I was imagining you sitting next to me, just being restless and doing the the walkout hand gesture I would have been begging you to leave and you never would have let me that's why I wouldn't see it with you I knew you'd I knew you'd rope me in for a good two and a half or whatever it is it's two and a half isn't it it's yeah two and change oh. not quite two and a half stop making two and a halves <laughs> stop it yeah you could have got this done in an hour get 45. a good 90 minutes yeah 100 minute max that should be a new law 90 minutes mm. imagine if the Irishman was 90 minutes it would have been great <laughs> yeah if they had to chop that all down and just only put the good stuff in, oh, then, like, and then like Martin Scorsese is all up in arms about people watching it in more than one sitting. Everyone that I know that watched it that isn't us saw mm. it in more than one sitting. Yeah. One of my clients said he watched it in four sittings. Four. Yeah. Yeah. He very, basically watched it hour movie. a night for four nights until he was done. Yeah. And that's not how you watch a movie. If people have to break your movie up into four sections, yeah. Don't it's it's not a movie anymore. It's a fucking TV show. Mm. God, I hate that movie. The uh, yeah, like I just got like legit upset there. Wow. <laughs> I'll eventually rewatch it, and when I do, it'll be in like nine hundred sittings. So at my leisure. But yeah, Knives Out wise, it was fine. Check it out if it looks like your cup of tea. If you're in the mood for a nice mystery. And uh, I think that was it. That's all you got? Review-wise. We're going long here, so we might as well put a bullet in it. What do you think? Kid. I've had enough. I'm, I'm getting like I need to lay down, you know, close my eyes. <laughs> um, no, let's... We That's gotta watch, it for us, folks. We gotta watch The Departed. Uh, you almost forgot The Departed. Uh, or I, maybe I, you were we just... stop this segment? <laughs> what? I th- I'm just done. Oh, I'll shit. put it on, but ugh. Wow. This is a reveal. Let's be honest. It's not funny anymore. Folks, I need you to... I can't... Someone write in about this. I need a second opinion. I can't believe you're doing this to me. This is shocking. It isn't funny anymore. What of it? Wow. I'm... I'm Wow. It's just just two hours left. The 90 seconds was my idea. I regret making it that long. It should be 10 seconds of The Departed. And we do it 3,000 I mean, the segment was my idea. (laughs) No, but to make it 90 seconds... Oh, yeah, so it's your fault. It's nice. my fault that the segment's <laughs> that long. Perfect. 
I mean, I'm putting it on because I'm a good sport. It's a fan favorite, and we're going to talk about it. While I it thought plays. you loved it. This is really. I'm going to start crying here live on the show. Am I upsetting the you? The fact I that to upset you that Ank is out on The Departed. The '97 boy of the and Departed? I are at an impasse. Yes. For the first time in a long time. <sighs> bad, bad. I don't like how the DVD starts off with shipping up to Boston, playing every single time at the menu. There's wow. just so many things I would change about this movie, and I hate that it's the movie that Scorsese got Best Picture for. That is ludicrous. Because it's completely fair. What to Jimmy oh, we're getting right into the good stuff. Jimmy had a rough month. Uh, he was Jimmy knifed. He had a heart attack in jail. In and, jail. Uh, then he got himself knifed at uh, Boston City Hospital. Boston City Hospital doesn't exist. The fans are breathing a sigh of relief now that we're getting into it. They need this. They love this. Queen Baldwin, who benefits? Queen gives a shit. Baldwin's Boston accent, legitimately good. I think you are a cop, my son. Nailed it. (laughs) What the fuck? I've always waited to... Or wonder when I was going to become one of those guys who dunks his head in a, a bucket of ice water like Baldwin does there. No one on earth does that. Yeah, that's like gritty movie guy stuff. That's like weird. Like, we were just talking about how good Adam Driver's object work is. Like, that's not good object work. Yeah. That's an object that no one would use. That doesn't exist outside of film. DiCaprio's the best part of this movie. No, French, the number one is. Well, that's true. But it is. DiCaprio has aged quite a bit in the last year and a half, or the last 13 years, rather, since this came out. Yeah, there was a while there where you didn't notice, but watching it now, he is clearly much younger in this Yeah, he movie. looks 25 here, and mm. I mean, what is he, 35? No, he's 40. Well, no, in this movie. Oh, okay, yes, yes. I think he's, he was born in 1974. Um, seems fair. Yeah. All right, that's 90. You're my agent. You're my agent. I have a bad Boston accent, even though I grew up around here. Explain that. The fuck? Yeah. Uh, Was that 90? That's 90. You loved it. I did. I'm back in. He's back. It's true. (laughs) I'm back in, folks. That's it for us here at the Enough Podcast. Thank you, as always, for listening. You can catch us on Instagram at the Enough Podcast or Scotty Boy at Skip Seasoned or myself at Ankner or Ankfit. Make sure there's an underscore between Ank and Fit. And uh, please send us an email, enoughthepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love that. And yeah, next week on the show, we'll be discussing the new Michael Bay movie, Six Underground, which comes to Netflix Friday. Does it really? I'm actually excited about that. And a bunch of other stuff. And that's enough. Have a good one, man.